least, really? come on, benefit of a doubt here. I understand your perspective because yeah. I, I see things kind of from not the same view, but from an adjacent view. <laughs> but if you're in a situation to where you're with her in the room. Sure. And you're, you know, you're bearing one, one another. There, and I'm sure, you know, you're not just a peach under there. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, at that point, you say, you know, I got you this far, and I suppose you got me this far. So now we have to, you know, you that'd be, that's a that's a point of no return, Le I think. You can't see compromise. a girl with hairy legs and then be like, yeah, I know. I don't know if you're good enough for me. How hairy oh, is no, <laughs> There is no depth in my shallowness. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't hide that one bit. I, I have a joke where the... The, the punchline is, that, is like, you'll never be good enough. And it's about shaving, shaving, in yeah. general, mm. shaving legs. And and I it does, it really exists. You really wouldn't, you'd be like, no, because super I, turn off. I don't, well, yeah, because I don't want to have to sit there and like, uh, you know, st look at that while I'm sitting there like comparing like, oh my God, do I need to trim mine up or what? Like, I, it, it just, it's a <laughs> weird, catch. yeah. That's just, a good point. I'm also not a want, very hairy person. You want, you, women, <laughs> you want women to subscribe to the traditional I don't, I don't all I'm saying dislike. is I want you to constantly live in terror of Down not being good enough for me <laughs> right and okay. I want you to constantly and consistently preen and prune and nest as is your nature <laughs> make up is expensive make up is expensive go into debt like I'm, I'm joking obviously no, no, I know. this I is know. all uh, these are all it's jokes okay. ladies it's, and it's, gentlemen it's but okay. for real just you know tidy it up yeah. Uh, How hairy up, is too up, hairy? Clean How up the hairy? crash site is what Just saying. for diseases, mostly. Diseases? Yeah. All right, future shoddy, if you out there listening right now, I don't even care if you got hair all over you. I, I accept you for who you are. Yeah. Girl. When when I'm he the, has I'm sex a, with a, a woman, a it sounds king. like Velcro. I'm not simping at all. <laughs> it sounds like a Velcro wallet when he's but having sex, <laughs> just opening and closing. But it all rubs off anyways. If in you the can end, spot a tick, and bears babies. Yeah. If you can spot a tick through the brush. Then it's not hair. It's not thick enough. It's not very hairy. It's not thick enough. <laughs> I think okay. there's there should be a threshold. Where is it? Well, okay. This is a. Uh, this is okay. So basically, where I fall on this spectrum is especially just shaving in general. I don't expect it. You can't because if I don't, I don't expect you to. That's nice. You know. Yeah. But it's something I'll think about later. <laughs> I'll note it. I'll, I'll right. make a mental note. Sure. Just, yeah. hey, just a question. Is this still like the religious philosophy podcast we were doing no, before? No, no. We, start, we started a new podcast. Okay, a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, this one is the. This one doesn't have a name yet. We'll have to name it halfway okay, through. Okay, perfect. Oh, what do we, What do we want? What do we want to name? Well, maybe, maybe you can, maybe you can help with um, the, the idea I'm flushing out. Three, two of the, three of the four people from my idea are that I'm trying to work on are in the room, and then there's two other people. And all, let me spitball this with you and see what you think. How is this year? This is my idea. This is my this is my Netflix yeah, story pitch idea. It, pitch it. Pitch it. Pitch in my Netflix story idea. So the idea is that there's four unlikely comedian friends that do comedy, stand up, and things, and when they're on stage, they're played by something else. For example, when my character is on stage, there's a 14-year-old girl oh. doing all of my jokes <laughs> and my material. When Nathan is on stage, he's actually a golden retriever <laughs> that, <laughs> that does just... voices. When Pancake's on stage, he's actually Nathan because they're friends and there's a cute idealization thing that happens there in a B-plot. <laughs> and, and Pancake, I already have the first episodes kind of put together, but here's the, here's the kicker. So Sam 
his character, alter ego, is whatever famous person wants to sign on on the goddamn thing, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how you sell to Netflix is there's like whatever person and it gives the opportunity in the future when other people are on to have famous already comedians either be an alter ego on stage or be a person who has yeah. another, like they're being a comic on stage or whatever, yeah. but then you see who they are and they're like an enormous right. cat or they're a, t uh, like some weird cosplay thing or what. So it's, yeah. That's a fun device up. to play with too, yeah. So it opens it up for like a magical realism sort of thing because of the onstage persona, but then there's all of these sort of like back human sitcom-y things mm -hmm. like, and it's easy to are film because- there's, are there roommates? No, there's three-girl roommates? roommates. So No, they're not roommates. Oh, they're not they're roommates. Not roommates. Okay. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and that's the whole thing is because Pancake's character lives with his mom. Aww. So No, but it's cute. But it works into the whole eight, the whole B-plot of the first <laughs> thing is that she writes you, she makes you sandwiches, and she wants to make sure that you're happy while you're doing comedy. She's so supportive, and she really wants to help you. Yeah. And she's great, but she leaves you these really sweet notes in your lunch. And so you're at the bar, and you're looking at the lunch, and you put the note on the thing, and then the bar, the cute bartender... Hope your jokes aren't as cheesy as this sandwich. Have a great day, honey. Yeah. Something really sweet, but then the bartender picks up the note because she, and she thinks that you wrote it to her. So that's the B plot of the first episode if, is your mom's note gets to the bartender and then you're awkward of trying to figure it out. And so that's the whole, that's all going on. Let me know what kind of underwear out. you want me to pick up. <laughs> it's like something for later. Like, right, yeah, like mom's so going to pick him up some underwear later. But now he, now the bartender's like, he's going to buy me underwear? Yeah. What is this? So there's this weird note thing. And then you're, you're talking to your mom on the phone all the time and we don't hear her. And there are funny, weird things that happen. Like, so that, that, like I've got you down. You're writing you. Have you written this out already? I've written out a bunch of it. Okay. That's, that's very developed. So yeah. basically what I'm getting from what you just told me about my character <laughs> is that uh, it doesn't matter what I say on stage because I'm a dog. No, it does matter. You're and people are just like, aww, yeah. and they just clap every time, and I just do a little trick, and then I walk off. No, but no, you're saying your jokes, so you're, so you're, the dog is like jumping around and saying like, I'm getting fat! I think <laughs> it's even funnier if the dog says and does nothing, and is just <laughs> sitting, and being an adorable dog on stage for five minutes, and people are just like, yeah, he tried, good job. <laughs> we can work it in. <laughs> uh, it's all being read. But so, that's that's my that's the idea, and so it's whatever famous comedian like signs on. It's very sellable. So I'm like Airbus, but without the It is sellable. It's sellable, and that's also like a very interesting device because there is a lot to play with, and I, I like. Right, because yeah, it's 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 the yeah. it's the magical realism aspect where like kind of anything can happen because you're already dealing in sort of a surrealistic thing, but it's, it's based. Expected, yeah. yeah, it's based in reality. When so we sell to Netflix, I'm irreplaceable <laughs> on all aspects <laughs> that I contribute. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how I. I don't know how they do it. I'm sure I. I'd obviously be replaceable. I'm probably replaceable. <laughs> but I'll cut you all in on the money since I'm using you all. Nice. Royalties as the the basis for it. <laughs> Get a check every month. Do you guys Amazing. think? Do you, do you ever think of like think like big projects like that and have dreams of stuff or what are you doing? I, I had one <clears throat> that. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies uh, from back in Florida, we were working on, and uh, we've actually got a little bit of it written, and then they kind of dropped off the face of the planet, so kind of, uh, I'm just kind of saddled with it now, but... Is it, was it a web a, series? It would be, no, it, it picture, it'd be like a live action show that would be set for like an adult swim. Okay. Okay? Oh, so, sweet. picture, it's, um, uh, it's called Chimp Pizza. 
Chimp yeah. pizza. That's chimp good. pizza, right? And it's uh, basically what the premise is: is it's uh, uh, there's a guy who owns a pizza shop, and his co-owner is a chimpanzee. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's like an '80s funny movie with a chimp. But the the thing you is, gotta you, you gotta get the guy from Frasier too, or well, the dad. You gotta get the dad from Frasier. Yeah. From it, is it what is it? Wings? Is it is it wings? I'm, I'm, t- I'm go, yeah. Go. I'm you not go, sure. Mike. Sorry, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't mean to. Martin from Frasier. Martin from Frasier. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go on though, Mike. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, it's, it's just, it's co- complete ridiculousness. Where <laughs> they do a lot of like talking head interviews, like they do on like The Office and on Parks and Rec. You know, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> they treat it like that, but they'll, they'll, you know, like the Steve's. Uh, like mockumentary. Right. The, yeah. Exactly. It's exactly what yeah. it is. Um, and the chimp's name is Steve. <laughs> you know, it's Steve the chimp. Sure. But they always perceive it like, oh my God, he, you know, Steve was such a jerk today when I came into work. And then they'll cut away to the scene, and it's just a, it's a fucking chimpanzee yeah. throwing shit around the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because it's very funny. Classic. Right. Absurd. And yeah. It's just complete Absurdist, total ridiculousness. Yeah. Cream pies, the yes. whole deal. I had, yes. I had, what about episode two? Well, yeah. See, that's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> because the chimp throwing the shit, hilarious. Right. For, well, an, ep- it's, for it's, an episode, it's, so, the but pilot it's like is a, always different. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and like the that's basically the premise. I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff that we come up with for like ridiculous ideas as far as like how we continue it and everything like yeah. that. But uh, that was the that was the general premise. It's just a, a chimpanzee that's a co-owner of a pizza shop, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's He's just doing very well. Fucking ridiculous. Can I See, run by a pilot? Yeah, Can I run a yeah, pilot yeah. by you real quick. Is yeah. this is this little pilot I wrote for a class I'm taking on? And everyone and, and I just took this college class for like uh, writing a pilot. And everybody does like these shows on roommates and shit. I don't want to do one. I want to do a docu- a mockumentary about the Blue Man Group, but it imagines them, but it reimagines them as a band in Northern Ireland during the Troubles, and their rival band is U2, and they start off as a barbershop quartet. And <laughs> interesting, become the Blue Man Group. Yeah, it's called yeah. Blue Am I. Um, oh my God. Uh, do you? Th- Okay, I, I think I'll. Oh, and then I'd like Bono. I think it's a really good. Is it, is it like Bono is just a prick? <laughs> I and think he's just like sabotaging them. Like he's yeah. the heel. He's like, yeah, he's the lyricist of the barbershop quartet. You know, he keeps trying to like, you know, do cool shit over the barbershop. It'd be music. hilarious yeah. though if he's just like the opposite of a humanitarian. Yeah, he's just a dick. And he's just like sabotaging all of their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's the opposite of what he is right now, where he's like, right now he's like kind of a dick, but he does a lot of philanthropy. We know he's he a did, dick. Like, he forced their album on everyone's iPhone. Sucked. That, that was, was some so bullshit. Bad. You know what made me not want to listen to you two ever? Having you two songs on my iPod. I skipped past them out of spite. I've gotten through zero I of them. I had a whole U2 album. I used to just get whatever my sister downloaded on iTunes, so I got Joshua Tree by U2. It's great. Awful. I listened to never. I never. Are I got. Red Hill I got the. And I was like, "Fuck off, dude! Who's trash?" Oh my god, Red Hill Mining Town. No. What the fuck is that? Red Hill Mining Town is deep. What the fuck is that? It's one of the best songs on that album. He's such a. He's such a. Just a oh chorus pusher. God, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to play. We don't like things forced on our devices, Pam. Us millennials have one rule. Oh my device! How about don't have a fucking device? I need it for porn. We're so obsessed with our phones. We need our phones so we can ignore people when they call. 
exactly. Yeah, do not disturb, pancake. baby. But I, anyway, yeah, wait, wait, U2's wait, wait. garbage. I have to suck. I came into a bar once. Bands in the history of ever, U2. What? And Smashing Pumpkins and the Beastie Boys. Smashing Pumpkins, are right. Pumpkins. Beastie I'm Boys. Sorry, yeah. Beastie Boys stole culture. No, Beastie Boys stole culture. But Beastie Boys reappropriated culture. They're poets. It's not good. It's great. Every poet is a thief. They're amazing poets, and they. Depends on who you're stealing from. I don't. I just, you know, honestly, I just don't like them. Paul's boutique. Paul's boutique. So good. Fight for the right to party. What else are you gonna punch my wall? Comparing that to Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins didn't appropriate anything. They're just yeah, a good band. Yeah, hopefully uh, Billy uh, hopefully Corgan can reappropriate his ego. Yeah, Billy Corgan owns a wrestling company. Ah, <sighs> uh, he's good. So he's he dope. gets a pass. He gets a he pass. Gets a pass. <laughs> and he doesn't look like he's ever experienced this, this joy. Is, this is the most Which recent. Want, reason, singer. This is the most recent reason why I hate Billy Corgan, and I love the Smashing Pumpkins, and I do love it, but I hate him for this because the last song, song 14 on Gish, their first album, is a song called Daydream, and it's sung by James Ehan. It was written and sung by James Ehan, who is the other guitar player that no one knows, and. Uh, I just heard a version. Motherfucking Billy Corgan redid it with his own fucking voice. The fucking narcissist. It was perfect as it was. It stood on its own. And he went back in through the files and redid it and re-released it. Because oh, and his voice stupid. is a pile of dog shit. Like... The world is a vampire. Well, well maybe <laughs> well, you don't like, know the inner <laughs> politics. Maybe he went to him and said, "Hey, Billy, I'm really self-conscious nah, about a my dick. voice, and I would prefer it if you went and re-recorded it." No, because it, it was voice. recorded in 1991, and he just re-released it like last year. So he went back into. Yeah, like, well, maybe that guy's voice is trash now. Maybe he nah, went to him and asked dude, him to sing it for him again, and he was like, he's, "I he's can't. Like Korean, I can't." Right? Yeah, he's. He's fucking Japanese, sick, dude. James E. High, he's great. Super. Yeah. He has cool ass hair. Mm-hmm. It's blue. There you go. His ass hair is blue. Now you know. I got to. I got to be. I won tickets. <laughs> I won tickets to horn. be in the. Get <laughs> 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 the horns right here. Uh, I, I got to see Smashing Pumpkins in the front row. I won tickets in 1997. Whoa. Yeah, in at Arco Arena. How was that? It was well. This is um, this is actually one of my cheerleading my best cheerleading moments so um i won these tickets because the quad spies were out and kwod is this sacramento radio station i lived in davis and i heard that i saw the smashing pumpkins here at cow palace but they had to stop their show because everyone was moshing and it was terrible and they were mm. trying to call people down and they didn't and we were really disappointed because we drove in from davis and it was a really short show and we're like Meh. Mm. so i said well we bought tickets the next day to go to arco arena because that's where we lived but we were like Ugh, arco arena but we're like yeah so we got the nosebleeds and then i heard on the radio that they were gonna give away tickets. And I was like, I'm winning those tickets. So I made these huge big letters, KWOD, and we got to the concert early, and I was walking around looking for the quad spy, and Garbage was playing, I love Garbage, and this is 1997, so okay. Or 98, 97 or 98. It was during Melancholy Infinite Sadness. Anyways, so I'm walking around, and I made my ex-husband do it, and he was like, oh, he was was like, this is so embarrassing. And I'm screaming like, quad spies, quad spies. And we meet this young guy, and all he has is KWOD written on his chest in lipstick, and he's like, I'm alone. If I'm, if you get it, I'll let, if you get it, let me in, and if I get it, I'll let you guys in. And I was like, all right, let's team up. So we're all three running around, quad spies, quad spies, quad spies. And this guy looks at me and he goes, I saw her first. And I was like, yeah! And I run up and I do a knee side, I'm like, ah! Okay, just, I'm freaking out, freaking out. I won the fucking front row tickets. So I'm making such a fucking fuss and a hubbub that the guy who has the lipstick written on him just sort of like comes with the entourage as we're going down the stairs. And I'm like screaming, I won, I won! And I'm like <laughs> screaming down the Arco Arena steps. And I'm passing all these people and I'm high-fiving and I'm like, I won the front row tickets! 
Okay, so they bring it down <laughs> to the front row, and then Garbage keeps playing, and they play like one more song, and then they finish, and then there's this intermission time. And I'm in the front row, and it's crazy. And then the kid, we brought him, and he's two rows back, and he's like high five. He's like, I got up here, this is crazy. And so we're up, and there's seats actually, so nobody could push you. We were like in the front yeah. row in seats. It was crazy. So I say to my ex-husband, who's now ex-husband at time husband, I'm like, you're going to get over there, and I'm going to be over here, and you're going to get that side deal smashing, and we're going to sell pumpkins, we're going to get the whole Arco <laughs> Arena, because it was so fucked up at the Cow Palace, and we all knew it. So I stand up on my chair, and I'm like, everybody, everybody, this is the thing. I was at the show in San Francisco. I was at the show. Bull, I was shitty. We're going to bring him out. We're going to bring him out. It's going to be crazy. This side's going to yell smashing. This side's going to yell pumpkins. Here we go. And we start in the front and smashing pumpkins. <laughs> I got the entire sold out Arco Arena to yell smashing pumpkins, smashing wow. pumpkins. They fucking come <laughs> yeah. out on stage. Billy Corgan's like, that's never happened for us. We just had this really shitty show in San Francisco. This is amazing. And then just like... It was crazy. So wow. that's my big, one of my big cheerleaders. That's sick as fuck. Wow. You had a Live Aid moment. <laughs> that fuck the, the when, yeah, when, uh, <laughs> when Queen, you remember the hey-o, hey-o? You know, you don't remember that? Hey. Probably it. the best concert experience ever. I wasn't you there because it. it was, you know, 20 years before I was born. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that moment when you could control a whole audience, that must have felt very powerful. It was great. It was in 97. It was great. That's a phenomenal that's story. That's a credit. That's a credit. That's a credit. Yeah. That's a cred. Does anybody remember the Smash Pumpkins concert from Aqua Arena? That was me. <laughs> hosted, hosted Aqua Arena, 1997, 9.07 p.m. to 9.08 p.m. Well, that wasn't the first time I cheered in the Aqua Arena because our basketball team from high school made it to the Section 1 finals two years in a row. So I got to cheer there. You're a high woman. Before. You're a hive woman. Hive woman. No, I just used to be a cheerleader. Well, no, I just Thank love... you for regendering that. Yeah, no problem, dude. <laughs> I was like, hype man. Hype I'm woman, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> feminist king. No, but I just... I'll be 100% You don't care if your legs are hairy. <laughs> feminist king, ladies. This one, Aaron Atkins at Comedy man. Bad Boy. But the only reason I like being a cheerleader is like Respect. jumping up and down in a short skirt in front of everybody. It's super fun. It's the same reason I do it. <gasps> Have you, you waited? You cheer? Absolutely not. Oh, I was hoping <laughs> I could totally see you doing that because you're so strong. You totally lift the ladies, and you constantly have your hands in their crotches. It's, yeah, it's yeah. That felt kind of like cheating. <laughs> Has anyone seen Cheer, the the documentary series? Mm -mm. Oh, it's good. It's all about cheerleading. They're oh, just, really? Just really? You look like it. you enjoyed Cheer. Yeah, I watched the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about? It's about cheerleaders. Oh, dope. Yeah. They're, they're at a community college, and they oh, win fun. nationals. Oh, that's a yeah. fun story. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. Do you crazy. remember, oh, what was that ridiculous movie? It was like in the American Pie era where they were all just trying to remake them. What was it called? Uh, it was about cheerleading. Bring It On? Uh, One through seven? No. No, no it was like making fun of that. It was it like... Was uh, filmed in Oceanside? <laughs> fired Up. It was called Fired Up. Oh, it right, said right, F you right. on the... Thing. Uh, right. There's these two football players who are like, we're going to go and we're going to go to cheerleading camp. We're going to get laid. Right. <laughs> and Classic then they 90s love. Yeah. Classic. Then they fell in love with the sport of cheer, you know. It is and, a sport. Uh, and supported their, 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 their team. You know, I would actually argue that cheerleading is not a sport. It is a contest. And the reason why is because contests have judges. Sports have objective measures. Well, it's inherently subjective. But then right? so is ice skating. Is, yeah, so it's a contest. Okay, uh, inherently I'm subjective things I count as contests. You've changed my mind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah. It's on tape. It's a contest. Yeah, because mm -hmm. if it's subjective, then it's like, you know, contest yeah, judges. Yeah, a soccer Which game. Which is weird because gymnastics is the same way. But we all... 
inherently yeah, gymnastics think of how hard it is has nothing to do with gymnastics is a gymnastics is a contest yeah nothing has yeah. nothing to do with how hard it is it's just uh yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot it's of really hard contests yeah that's why they dance that's why yeah it's there you go no it's one says that's a sport though if American I, Idol if I may he's voting around the corner I I wrote a treatment um and I, <laughs> and I'm I was I was gonna take it back yeah, um good, do it. So Pancake's treatment is just his own life. Was it, I right? No, no. It, it's either a commercial for the army or it's a propaganda sitcom. So there's wow. um, there's this kid and he's sitting down with his best friend and they're watching the sunset and um, the one that looks scrawnier is like, hey, you, you'll be back, right? And his friend's like, yeah, but, you know, I can't stay around and, and look after you forever, you know? You got to grow up sometime. And, uh... You just going to go line by line through this? Uh, well, the little kid... <laughs> basically, basically... <laughs> cut to black. Oh, good. Fade to black. Okay. Enter where? Where are we now, Pancake? Where are we now? What it's going to fade back in. Now, where are we? Now just what titles... Oh, good. What are the titles? <laughs> this, they say, all that you can be. Join now. Or, or if it's good, en- if the acting is good enough, they'll turn it into a sitcom. <laughs> a sitcom about, about one sentence that you wrote about <laughs> between two friends. Hey, you said not to go through it line by line, man. There's a lot of story there. <laughs> Okay, you're supposed to infer a lot no, from their furrowing of the older guy's brow. It's like waiting for Godot, but like remade. It's the new, it's a new Netflix series. I should watch that. Well, no, it's a play by Samuel Beckett where just two guys stand on stage and they're waiting for nothing. They just talk. And about he never nothing. comes. Nothing Spoiler ever happens. Alert. Nothing ever. Happens. It's okay. It's it's very existential. That's good. Nothing mm. ever. This is a super strong weed goo. Anybody can feel Crunchy. free to take some. Yeah, there's some <laughs> nerds in there. It's super messy, but it's super stony. Like, and it it's weird when it hits you. Like, you feel it because your vision gets a little bit fucked up. I've, this has been confirmed by multiple sources. Moonshine? No, it's just it's just really strong. So that entire that package. It? Okay, so pass. So that entire package has two hundred. Hard. The the, two, oh, the whole package has two hundred milligrams in it, so you can kind of judge from there. So I took a little gooey bit, and that was probably like twenty-five, thirty milligrams, maybe. Ooh. So yeah. Let's hit it. Good Damn. Stuff. Yeah. Good we can put it in the in the uh, the back part of the toilet, and and chill it. Quite good. Oh, it was in the freezer, but then it's too hard to bite. It's better at this consistency, but it is it is a mistake. It didn't get dehydrated enough or cured it got put in the bags too early it's delicious though yeah i like your show idea pancake <laughs> do you it's a commercial a commercial that, that could become a up. sick oh oh got it yeah for the army for the army would the show also be about joining the army possibly how when has that ever worked out in the favor of the army oh, when um, they show that like private Jarhead benjamin was a fun like show in the early 80s Mash. Well, Mash wasn't. Can't forget was Stripes with Bill Murray. Stripes. I yeah. tried to watch that again, and I was so. But bored. do you think Stripes? But do you Full think metal. Stripes actually got anyone to join the army? I doubt it highly. Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan was a good flick. It was. Black Hawk Down. 
Yeah. It's, just, it's just name war movies. <laughs> Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> so I think probably the one that did the, the most. Probably I'd say probably the one that did the most for the army or at least the navy was probably uh, Top Gun, right? Ooh. Yes. Yeah, Top Gun probably officer just. Officer and a gentleman. Mikhail's yeah. Navy. Right? You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Oh, you that cannot. one. You can't handle the truth. That the one. Hurt Locker. What's up? Mm, the revival of the genre. A few good men. You're taking a phone call. What is that? Um, are you working today? Uh. <laughs> yeah, in a way you are. Yeah, I'm kind of working. You're kind of working? You want to come to Mutant Union Podcast? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, let me think. <laughs> I don't know. You think it'll be any good? Scratchy scratch in the back. You think it'd be any good if I went though? It would it be worth no, it? Probably shitty. I was I was just hoping you worked out so I could get more. Oh. <laughs> Ask him to listen to it live. Oh, okay. Well, shh, I might come. I don't know. Are you going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, be there too. You coming? You're coming there. It's a little played out, isn't it? <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna have a whole show on one line. All right, buddy. Well, you know, if you show up, just shoot me a text. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do it. All right, bye, bud. That was Sam Carroll. <laughs> wanted to I'm try to convince me to come and do a show at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> I'm glad you showed up, is. Nate. Hmm. I'm glad you showed up. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, dog. I brought my laptop with me. I'm gonna have to pop out at some. I have to make a video about women. Uh, shooting jellyfish poison into their face. What? Wow. wow. Is that the new Botox? Uh, that's exciting. Yeah. Wow, that's that's exciting stuff. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't gotten in there yet, but mm. I know it's about 25 iPhone videos. Wow. So it could be a fun time. Um, I can help you with that. There was a, there was a, used to be a website that my dermatologist buddy used to look at called badbotox.com. Oh, no. They'd make him look at it because... If you fuck it up, you can really fuck someone up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plastic surgery is nuts. Like, people don't wait long enough. <laughs> like, it's not like an iPhone where you can just, like, I'll just get the beta, and then if it's no good, I'll, I'll just wait and then get the next one. But now they're stuck with their face stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I> don't, know. <laughs> don't mess. Don't mess with your face. I had a, there's a girl oh, that I know, like, the... Uh, she trains at the gym that I coach at sometimes, and she, she is—she's an outpatient nurse. Oh, she's a fantastic person, <laughs> no, okay. uh, and you know, earned her butt the right way. She squatted for it, yeah. But she just had to go down to Miami to be an out nurse for this chick who got a Brazilian butt lift. Whoa! And you physically cannot sit down for like two months, and they take it, and you have to go in regularly to get your legs like drained. Because oh, they take it out and they like they they cut through. There's like all these problems that they're having with them, and girls are like dying from these. Yeah, from and like butt lifts. They're getting fat taken out of their legs and stomach, and then it's thrown in around in a centrifuge, and then they <gasps> stuff it back into the butt and like shape it. But they're having all these complications. Okay, and it's you, like, but do you know that this is your fault because you want women to shave their legs? <laughs> I think. Oh. Hey, 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 <laughs> Pam, Pam, how long is that line of dominoes? Am I responsible for it? Because I think maybe shaving your legs and slicing your stomach open <laughs> and scooping out fat and shoving it somewhere where you could easily just go to the. You can just go to the fucking gym. And figure it out. It's a butt. It's doable. A butt is doable. Absolutely. 
But they're like, no, no, no. And they use it to cinch in the sides. That's more Barbies well, and but, y'all's and mothers than it is us. Well, it's and it's society as a whole saying that the perfect idea of a woman is this shape. Yeah. And that if you... Terrifying. And it's and it's yeah. terrifying to think that they want the shortcut. Like, how were you raised that you don't... You can't t- have some fucking discipline. Right, right. Yeah. So, and it's... And just like all the red flags... Because she was telling me about it. you want unreasonable things. You, it's, you go in the clinic, there's no chairs. All the women are just like lying down on like with like these little pillows under them with their butts like propped up just waiting for the but doctor. why do they want their butts to look like that? Because men want to have butts. It's they, No, because they well, think that I can make an Instagram page for my butt that's completely separate from my identity and personality and I can have someone pay for my life. Is that, I mean... Yeah. Wow. It's also it's a desperation very, for very fame. Doable. Do anything for fame it's and recognition to make yourself feel valid. Well, they used to take out women's ribs. Um, that's what happened to uh, Michael Jackson's Janet Jackson. She had a rib removed. They used to remove your lower rib to make you skinnier because it makes you have a Ugh. smaller waist. But it was, you it was need popular those bones. He was popular in the eight, 80s for uh, beauty queens too, like um, pageant girls, Ugh. and to remove a rib. That's insanity. It, right? I think so too. But yeah. but that was it's, it. It was different growing up in the. <sighs> I mean, I was born in the 70s and in the 80s. There was all of this big tits. This is, I mean, there was a lot of misogyny. Watch any movie from 1990, and it's mm. like in the first count how many misogynistic and homophobic things are said in the first 60 seconds. Yeah. It's like fags are weird and girls suck. Like yeah. I don't want to be a girl. Like it's that's all <laughs> 90s movies. Every punchline is like, I, I mean, every Friends but episode. Jobs let's hug, become, but we're not gay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boob jobs have become pretty normalized, though. But yeah, boob jobs have become. But, but it's just but the idea terrible. of the butt thing because people are dying. Like it's yeah, stacking. but people and been, it's also they this comparison to jobs. other people. I mean, because you can, you can make a picture look like anything on the internet, and you're getting all of your validation from the internet. And when you want to reflect that into your own life, you want unrealistic standards, you know. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just come from corporations. That doesn't just come from men's standards mm-hmm. either. It also comes from women comparing with the, one another. It comes from everybody. There's no one to blame. It's just a natural way that humans. You know, try try to reflect what they want, what their dreams are. Are you the reincarnation of the Buddha? But it's, we just no. <laughs> amplified. He's like the wisest. He's just year old. really young. He's I'm so woke. Too naive. Yeah. He's woke. No, I'm no, no, it's gonna get you. He's so woke. He's like you. floating. He's like. You. <laughs> you're right. Back. You're right, but it's amplified through media. Yeah. Um, daily, hourly, m- you know, minute by minute. Yeah. It's just. You go you to Times Square. You can't avoid dated in it. Well, now they're listening to you. I've had that. It's happened to a bunch of people where they they have an Alexa at home or whatever, and they're talking about things, and then later their feed is filled with things they were just thinking about. It's fucking yeah, cookies, it's, man. Like, it's crazy, yeah, you, right? You cannot cookies. get one of those uh, smart homes Alexas in your house. They're like I refuse to have one. No, I don't even talk to. I know I've got a cell phone on. I don't even talk to my Siri. Yeah, no, Because they're they're really they're using it to target ads. Even like. It, even Facebook still doesn't Actually. like. I, I have a. I say I. The, the things I get on the side of my Facebook are usually like Christian mingle, and <laughs> uh, and whiskey and bullet whiskey delivered to your door for nineteen ninety nine. You have to join a group. You have to spend ten dollars to get mm. it for ninety. It's, it's, commit it's, it's, it's a ruse. But I think that they send me these things because I say fuck Jesus a lot, and they think that I mean like, I talk about. I mean they and cute dresses. Those are what I get. Cute dresses, alcohol, and Christian mingle. Three of your favorite. That's a things. hilarious combination. You know what ads I get on my TikTok? <laughs> 
what ads do no, you I'm get done. on your I'm TikTok? That's it. Just <laughs> <laughs> give it, give it to Pancake's the king of the lead-in. He doesn't have to do the whole joke. If the, <laughs> Pancake says if the premise is good enough, I don't have to do the work. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Sorry. I, sometimes I'm just not on. Pam, I don't feel. You know it. what? Something stupid is. I just really, I do talk to my Siri, but I always use a stupid voice. Oh. <laughs> So what? But I don't do it all the time. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just anything to throw them off the scent of my real voice patterns. Okay. I don't know. It's not a conscious thing that I do, but I'm just always like, I'm just ridiculous. I've all casual guys like, oh, what's up, Siri? What can I get? (laughs) Any ridiculous thing. Casual, casual Uh, absurdism. Siri, I really have a question that I need (laughs) answered. Anything goes. The more ridiculous, the better. The more like Monty Python-ish. Sure. Yeah. My Siri has a Scottish accent. So like, that's dope. Yeah, so I feel like I'm in train spotting all what the time. What does your phone call you? My phone calls me. I don't, I don't even give them a name. They don't know me. They don't know you? I'm a stranger to my phone. <laughs> my phone has to call me. You don't even know my I name. Make, I make my phone call me Batman. Batman. <laughs> I make it. it. I know it doesn't want to, but I, I do it. My it, phone. It has to. My phone calls me Captain Planet. Oh. See? Nice. I think my phone just calls me my email, you know? Like, all well, why? You just wanted your alter ego ID. to be more ethical than my alter ego? Yeah. There you go. Good job, Pink. <laughs> and I, I praise Gaia. I hang out with Gaia all day. The Gaia goddess of, of, you know. I didn't sure. pay attention. To, they don't, in the South, you don't pay attention to Captain Planet. I don't know. I'm just sure care you about don't. the planet. Super Captain Fitness, Planet Man. Did you do that? <laughs> Did you pay attention to Captain Planet ever? No, never. Never, never even once. Did you know anything about Captain Planet? No, sir. No, and he's the wokest of the three. Wow. I am. Yes. Wow. King. And that's how little hey, people ladies. actually care about recycling <laughs> pancake. Hey, like? No one cares. No one cares about it. They lived it. I will send for you. What is your age? You're a young, young man. What is your the age of women? That Did you, you ever watch Captain uh, Now that you're 19, you have to date over 18. Any, yeah, over 18, obviously. Obviously. But other than that. Baby, if you out there listening right now, I don't care who you are. I'm a feminist king. I will simp for you. <laughs> However old you, you are. See how as inherently long as you're creepy that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's it is. Just because it's not on this Twitter, bro. It's just, it's just that, that's the uncanny valley of it. Is what is you've simping? heard it, you just haven't heard it. In what does simp mean? It's when you're like. Is it like short for sympathizing? It's it's short for being a, it's short for being a simpleton when you're just like being oh. a feminist for pussy essentially. Oh, yeah. short for simpleton. Just being like just being like, hey, never hit women, bro. And like, yeah, you should never hit women. But these guys that like, he's seen you know these fight videos where like some chick is like beating the shit out of a dude and he like hits her like one time he like slaps her and some dude comes out like, hey, bro, never hit a chick, bro, never hit a chick, bro, and like starts beating the shit out of him. And they just mom like. That's called simping. That's I when you're, you're just taking fedora. the woman's side. You know, it's oh, fedora it's cool. shit. It's, it's like nice I'm a white a knight. It. It's a, I'm a good guy, but also if you don't have sex with me, like you're like an emissary. Yeah, yeah, you're a white knight. For the you're simp. Olds. We're learning. <laughs> no problem, dog. Simp- simp- I just have. <laughs> the new? Teach me the new things, because I'm so un- I'm so unhip. I thought Kanye West was an airline. <laughs> I always thought it was just people mispronouncing. I thought it was people mispronouncing simpa. That was a that no. was a Paul Sanford joke. I think he's dead now though, so I think oh. I get that joke. Yeah. I don't know. He <laughs> yeah. How does that work? He, he was an old, I don't know how that works. An underground comedian disappears, and I remember his joke. Is it mine now? <laughs> it is yours. That is now yours. Court <laughs> of comedy law. So. Inherited. Yeah, I inherited that joke. Yeah. Uh, more. T- someone teach me more hot terms that I don't understand because I'm old. Um, I learned the smokestack. 
and I learned the smoke show, and now I've learned simp. What is a smoke stack? It's a guy. It's a hot guy. He's a smoke stack. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I don't know why that made this, that felt fun. weird. <laughs> I just recently Plat- learned that. That's from here. Why does that mean? Not, I'm not, I don't use smoke stack. I say platinum. That's something that's from here, though. Plat- plat- something's plat. Something's platinum. Never heard it. It's plat, bruh. Brad, Brad with an E. Brad. Brad. Those are two San Francisco things. Brad. Brad with an E. Brad and Brad. platinum. Saying something's platinum. And what plat. part of San Francisco? I'm so confused. I've lived here for 12 years. I've never heard these terms. My friend, my, you, shout out to Field Medic. Shout out Rinton Tiger. Oh, Rinton Tiger. Oh yeah, my God. I yeah. These guys. They're, they they use Alice shit all the time. That's oh the my kind God. Of reflective of like, I guess the mission, but I don't know over here, so I can't really. Brad. Wow. <laughs> you know those guys? That's incredible. Yeah. I met them when I was teaching in college. They won. They were in my uh, poetry class, and they that was really? their TA. Kevin's such a fucking good poet. He, yeah. d- he does actual he does a poetry haiku. Journal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Haiku and shit. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Rinten, shout out to Rinton. Shout out to Shout out Yeah. And his brother. His brother Sean. Yeah. Field medic. Shout out to all you haikuers out there. <laughs> poetry. You guys are doing okay. great. Hey, uh, too true. But I just heard a street sweeper. On the street where my car is parked. Oh yeah, no, you definitely have a ticket. I did. I did not park there. That is one of the reasons it took me so long to get here because I parked oh. there did and a guy came up and signs? said there's about to be street sweeping. Oh, Take the bar. Did you not read Take the, the bar, signs? Bang. The signs. But the but the lady in the car already came by a long Pancake. time ago, so you probably don't have a ticket yeah. oh. because you came after I was out there and maybe I saw her go by and do everything because they go early so I, maybe you don't have a ticket but we have to close this one down anyway because they don't get out of the street sweepy to give you a ticket they give you a ticket ahead of time in the little cushman the lady comes the, like, the meter I saw made, the little guy drive, the meter the thing driving around yeah they, they hit everybody that way and then they the Gestapo was how long have we been on uh, we have been on for an hour. So, yeah, we're closing it down because coming okay, cool. up at 1 o'clock is uh, what, what the Fuck Were They Thinking? I believe that's the title of the show. What is with that? Brian Crow. Uh, he has a podcast that he runs, and it's his podcast. And then at 2 o'clock, we got Empty Space again till 4. What? And then we've got comedy Hello. from 4 to 6. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that somebody's willing to go over to OMG and, like, give me a pre-sign because I want to perform at OMG because I – Come back here tonight, 8.30, Asiento, opening night party. Well, not opening night, just party. And we have food, oh, yeah. and the Asiento's providing because they're one of our sponsors. And I'm going to put down a bar tab, but everyone has to tip themselves. Don't don't waste my bar tab for you on the tips. Like, you know what I mean? Like, more alcohol for everyone. Tip oh, yeah. on your own. And uh, But I'm going to, because I want it to be fun and have people hang out. But I also want people to do open mics. So go hit OMG. Taupe is also tonight, I believe, unless they're doing a showcase now. I don't know. And tonight is also Tuesday night. Oh, my God. Ireland's. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. We'll bring, huh? So we've got the... We've got the. We'll bring everybody from the party to Ireland's. Booyah! Because Hell that's yeah. at eight thirty, and then we'll probably be done by ten, and then we all go over there. Yay! Okay, day is the day's figured out. Yeah. Hello. Sweet. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna need everybody. an itinerary for that. Yeah. Pam, exactly. If you can get that Goodbye, printed everybody. out for me, that'd be great. Thanks. Piano fight. Piano fight tonight. And and spats and oh see things. I haven't I've been working on Tuesdays at Bender's so I haven't been out on a Tuesday night hmm. in forever so hmm. I really don't know like the Tuesday Wednesday scene anymore. Ah. But Sorry. but here we're gonna be doing shit immunity radio. Okay, hey everybody, mm-hmm. thanks uh, again. This is Aaron Atkins. Yeah. Hello. Nathan this is uh, this Goodbye. is sponsored by uh, the army. Yeah, <laughs> your outfit says yes. It's my pancake, hoodak and pancakes pancake. I've been Benjamin. It's the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We're gonna be fucking around all day on the radio. Listen in. Bye. Bye. Bye.
slipped on his boots and powered up, ionic-tronic deutonic microsonic-clonic electrode wired to the shins with light emittance. He walked gently in towards the bits of the planet which lit up, tiny microcircuitry with dark matter sucked gently at its side base in a closed gel system, kind of like gel toothpaste with sparkly bits which light up and diffracted light back into receptors along the silver tubing, like an analog amplifier but with a constant impedance as measured around this temporary and reusable photography, negative as it was. Do these things have a dial? He talked out loud to himself. His toes pressed into them a bit and he could hear the batteries powering up as they balanced into each other. Squish! Oh that must be the bank of diodes that need calibration. The wires were dual titanium and copper anodized and operated together to an RC network like an equalizer to let some frequencies pass in either direction and provide signal to ground, which was oddly stored in its own battery. Yes, ground storage was his new toy. He'd been toying around with it at the labs, it was basically this version of compressed activated sediment rock, the thin line mineral traces were flashed like an EPROM onto particles between layers which created their polarity towards each other to simulate veins in rock of any particular metal, depending on the requirements of shortest path to ground for the electrics to charge and discharge into the proper toes. He flipped up his visor, which was auto-picking terrain for him this time, after it trained on his pathways for a bit. He saw some red clay rock flick past, and some other earthy prudential-looking granite. These were just icons for the voltage densities and available spectrum of simulated elements to manage. They also had to be used sequence, so there were two ground batteries to isolate the settings. His toe jiggled just a bit. A sunlight radio began to play. And he walked. As he walked around town, the tiny electrics kept dabs on themselves and the batteries took his light travel direction and began the film. He rang the bell. It was Miranda. She was drenched from the rain, and blotted off her ear with a terry cloth towel. Oh? You got it? She looked down. Good. These guys have been ishing to travel and the notebook is just not doing it for them. You know? They've got some good stories to tell. Just need a bit of balance and some exercise. Here. Q took her note and clipped it to his inner pocket with some alligator leads, on the college ruled portion of the note which then the EGS had chosen to provide their interface. Here little guys. You'll like it down here. Lots of mineral wealth, and you'll get a chance to recharge, and charge. These guys have been writing poetry for me around the yellow tulip I had from the garden the other day. I think they'll go with your garden variety program, if you don't mind to start. Certainly. I'll see what we're up against. The diagram plating is there for their next spot, wherever they choose to be dropped off. City planning has been wanting a new walkway, and these guys want to be the world. The timings began to calibrate to these guys, who dove right into the perimeter and found their interfaces, placing themselves and signaling back and forward and around, and the battery not hummed. Hugh took a quick peek at the display, and saw his batter levels hit return and a few lattice topographical snaps seemed to indicate the EGS were setting up towards their bit of light gardening, metallic tulips they placed onto the edges of the diffractions coming off the traces. As electrics hit at the shapes on the wire, being attracted and drawn around, emanating frequencies onto the other lattices, and so forth. They seemed pleased, and so was Q. 
he felt solid for the first time in weeks, and likewise, our friends had refound his grounded electrics. I'll walk with you, just give me a second. She left him in her entryway and she walked back a bit to get dressed. QI the clock on her wall. It doesn't seem to move. She shouted from the next room. You know it's an antique and I thought I'd leave it like that. The vacuum is still good. I had it checked. Q tapped on the glass and the wooden case for second, and though of three blind mice. He looked down, no mice. No cheese. That's why Miranda spelled it back. Why what? She walked back into the room, buttoning her white shirt with faux pearl buttons. It's why there's no cheese. No point for mice when the clock is vacuum sealed she grinned at his feet, and flashed her own folded note which she stashed in her purse. Here, this is so we can communicate. They strolled for a bit, and she brought up some maths and figures, and some of the paper she'd been working on, column inch at a time. It's about what these guys wrote me. A continuation of a continuum of poetry. Do you want to hear some? She patted her bag, and read a few verses while they walked. The EGS jiggled slightly in Q's boots, as they danced quietly on, and on her paper. She looked into it, they appear satisfied with their work. And the connection is made. They walked. Time seemed to slow down for a bit, and the two walked around the glimmer for a bit of each other's company. She held his hand. He told her more about the project, and things upcoming for the lab they'd be working at for the summer. Just built he said, and more of these guys if they like it. I mean the glass is fit for the in the ground batteries are going to replicate out of these samples. Hope they have the memory. And the drive, if you know what I mean. She did. That's what this poetry was about. They had been working on a rose petal for a while, and seemed to think they knew all about love. At least from the petal's perspective. I think they want to be, she muttered into her side and they sidled on, and grinned. That's another project, Q beamed back. Those wings are quite flighty with the radios we've been working on. The harmonics are tuned to Mozart these days, but they're welcome to change the station if they can charge it back upright. They passed some art at the museum. Renaissance, French indeed. Southwest? Well there was an influence. So Q, I've been meaning to ask you about the other night. I mean about the line electrics, and the static. You know there's still a bit left on the wire. I checked this morning. Something about the weather on the sideband. I guess it'll settle. Q looked into his memory for a bit, but quite frankly forgot that bit, until now. Well it's a good thing we're getting on, is all? Charged up for discharge and the like. Maybe you'll let these guys take a peak voltage at it for you when we get back. I'm sure they'll have an answer for the static. Just switch it over to the pack if they get antsy on you, he grinned. So anyway, it's a bright and shiny day, is what I got out of it all. You know how copper is, always putting the electrics in a good mood. Yes, I do. The trunk is wired back twice you know. As a fiber drop-off and, well, you know what sees you. They did. Hugh fiddled with his pocket for a bit. Gum? Miranda took a slice, oh 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 strawberry. She popped it in her mouth sideways and thought of the harmonica again. And giggled to herself. You do know what's up ahead, don't you? Fortune favors the mild and spicy, eh cookie? She grinned back. 
their usual table, with a lantern and one tons to start. They tattered away for a bit and queued for the fortune cookies in the glass jar by the register. He motioned over and the women behind motioned him to take a couple, and he walked back to the table beaming. Don't read it, here I'll take mine for later. She put it in her purse. Q's boots jiggled just a bit, as these guys must have picked up the texts. He grinned to himself and she likewise, patted her purse. Things carried on like this for a bit, bits at a time, as time and time was again. She motioned for the check, on her account, and the women behind the counter took out a large black ledger and signed their name on the row for the date, with an extra character to indicate their good time. He closed the book and nodded back. Miranda picked things up a bit, and as they stood outside, mentioned some of the dreams she had been having. All colors this time, and around and about the crinkly edges. Well it was all fine and the NLP was picking up and settling. She had been turning on some light electrics in the tune of antimatter and the likes and time again. This time it was binaural beats to the cadences of. Well there's a lot like that going on, that's how come the ground wire. Listen. They walked. Imagination tribunal gyration stop glacial matter use flowed sideways down the pathways of leisurely gestation, onward and towards a horizon of glowy oomphs smattering of factoidal lattices for the benefit of. Well Mr. Kite, lighting strikes matches for the pairing of electrons spin towards the vulnerable kind and kind, and etc. slide tension wire wrapped at the gauge of 30 knot for the underboarding of the snowy underlings which pattered neatly and gently in their soft tissue electrics, and they hummed. This has been aqua cue on the mild easterly quarter-sized blotter stopper on the rose-petaled glisten cross-hatchery and you are, well, and adjusted vertical. Bleep. Hello, hello. This is MutinyRadio.fm in San Francisco, California, and it is time to ride the morning train.
Thank you.
music of Jerry Allen begins today's journey on the morning train. Jerry Allen, of course, the great pianist who has played with many people over the years and from one of her own albums as a leader there in a trio setting. The album was Twilight. Well, that's with a Y, T-W-Y-L-I-G-H-T. Released in 1989, the Jerry Allen Trio with uh, Jeribu Shahid on the bass, Tani Tabal on the drums. We heard When Kabuya Dances and Shadow Series, the vocalist on the latter, Clarice Taylor Bell, the music of Jerry Allen. Here on the, mus- on the morning train, Freeform Radio for Free Minds. We're heading into a long stretch with Charles Mingus, so sit back and dig it.
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf, and I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for supporting the station. A special thanks to those of you who came down for last Saturday's Noise Pop 20th Street Block Party. Your contributions, no matter how small, keep this radio station on the air. From the album Changes One, released in 1975, that was Charles Mingus, and we heard Sue's Changes. Charles on the bass there, of course, joined by Danny Richmond on drums, George Adams, tenor sax, Jack Walrath, trumpet, and that was Don Pullen on the piano. The music of Charles Mingus. We're moving on now because it is time to get down. So, 
end of a rainbow. There's no sign in the sky to follow, 'cause that's the way love goes, baby. That's the way love goes. And so there's a rhyme that says life will soon be fine. Love is just what you need. Funkified now, with some of the greatest R&B music ever made in America. That set began with Curtis Mayfield, 1971, and Get Down, followed by Earth, Wind, and Fire from 1973. That was Keep Your Head to the Sky. We'll send that one out to my wonderful friend and student, the Mighty Mo. I know she's listening today. There's some early Earth, Wind, and Fire. The first song I saw them perform on television in 1973, and I just went, "Wow!" <laughs> my path in life was set. That was followed by the Jackson Five and Dancing Machine, one of the last hits they had on Motown before leaving the label for Columbia. That was 1974, and also from 1974, the group that came to prominence at that time, the Spinners and Mighty Love, another television memory for those of you who are around at that time or have seen it on YouTube. The time that the Spinners appeared on Saturday Night Live, and Bill Murray was just beside himself, <laughs> introducing them live to the crowd. He could barely contain his enthusiasm. The Great Spinners here on the morning train with J.D. Buell, and we are headed elsewhere now with the also mighty Tennessee Ernie Ford. Lie awake the whole 
that's full of tears. These ain't raindrops in my eyes. Why should I lie? You don't have to be a baby, baby, to cry.
Of Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, and Emmy Lou Harris together for their first album named Trio. We heard the great Those Memories of You. That was Dolly on the lead vocal. And that stellar acoustic lead guitar was Albert Lee. And the fiddle was Mark O'Connor. The album Trio released in 1987. Before that, Tennessee Ernie Ford from a collection named Tennessee Ernie Ford Favorites. Of course, on the Capitol label, he was one of the the signature signings of the new country music sound coming out of Los Angeles in the Capitol Records building. We heard you don't have to be a baby to cry. Well, this is The Morning Train, and I'm J.D. Buell, and we're going to rock a while. Here's Ronnie Wood saying hello. Well, hello, New York. It is an extreme pleasure to be here. We got a lot of different kinds of songs for you tonight. Here's another one completely out of left field.
again. Keith Richards and the expensive winos from Keith's first solo album, Talk Is Cheap. That was 1988, and we heard How I Wish. That was preceded by The New Barbarians, the infamous touring uh, package put together by Ron Wood when he released his solo album, Gimme Some Neck. And he grabbed up Keith, of course, to play second guitar with Stanley Clark on the bass and Ian McLagan on the organ, Bobby Keys playing saxophone, and drummer Joseph Zigaboo Modeliste from the Meters. What a band and what a tour. And as you could hear there, it was killing them. Uh, That was was a hard time. Uh, Keith was just off of his infamous drug bust in Canada but and they took off on this tour that was recorded live in Madison Square Garden 1979 many recordings of that tour are now coming out there were none at the time there was no live album released then but there's one of the vinyl issues named Wanted Dead or Alive live from Madison Square Garden 5779 the new barbarians and they gave us a version of Mystifies Me a song originally on Ron Wood's first solo album ingeniously titled I've got my own album to do speaking of Zigaboo Modeliste here he is with his own band from the album I'm on the Right Track. Mm-hmm. 